0: everybody it's natalie ba and you're listening to it's all light and if you're watching on youtube you'll notice that we are in the deadbolt media studio this is the podcast media group i'm associated with and we have cooper campbell on for part two
1: yeah round two of identity stuff
0: yeah we were kind of in a rush last time in our last episode and we kind of dove deep into what cooper lights up about which is identity yeah let's give them a brief overview if they missed episode one
1: yeah i basically just help people figure out who and what they are in a way less like people think of that in such a romantic way it's in my mind it's really scientific at first and so it's fun for me but i i love doing it and i love like helping people to figure out all right this is who we are and we lock into that and your psychology tends to like fix itself through that so it's cool for me
0: so it's more scientific because it's biological
1: yeah yeah and all the pieces are already there right? Um, I, I just do a a lot of my work is just getting people out of their own ways. And, um, and like a a lot of it, it's kind of like when you go from not wearing glasses to wearing glasses and you realize all my vision was bad. Something
0: becomes more in focus. Right. Exactly.
1: It's a lot of bringing things into focus that you just don't think about. Right. Hmm.
0: So what would you say the end goal is?
1: Uh, it's always basically people steering into the authenticity and genuine i mean that's something that i've always like that's always the people in my life that's been my number one priority is it's like all right do i get honest i don't care what priorities you have as long as you're true to them honest authentic those sorts of things and so you push them towards the authentic versions of themselves and then they tend to do special stuff after that because that's that's kind of my thesis Hmm. if i were to be in a college course is the fact that. Everybody has it in them to do remarkably extraordinary things. It's just about figuring out and calibrating yourself to be in tune with what those things are for you.
0: Hmm. So, do you feel like most people don't know what they're capable of? Yes. And then when they dive deep into who they are, their potential, how to tap into that potential, then they're able to see more clearly, like you said, with the glasses right. and accomplish different goals, find right. new goals to achieve.
1: Right. Hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that way. And like the funny thing about the calibration is there, there's kind of two reasons for working on your identity. Yeah. Um, you're really low and you want to stabilize or you're stable, but you want something more. Hmm. Um, and so
0: calibrating, you go through like a course like yours and you just learn new things about yourself. Right. Right. And about your identity
1: and you work through, it's a lot of just like simple questions. I don't like systems for it. Uh, A lot of people have encouraged me to be like, yo, create a system that's really marketable and easy to sell. Right. And it's like systems don't actually help with it because you actually want the subconscious to stay sub. Okay. You don't, you don't want to be so caught up in yourself and trying to identify who you are all the time. You you need to get into a flow of it, right? Hmm. Where
0: where it's just nat- like a natural, like right. you're tapping into your abilities to flow. Okay, I've, I've learned about the flow.
1: Right, and for uh, girls actually do a pretty good job of having these conversations with each other. So they'll talk about their intuition a lot. Hmm. Guys don't talk about intuition a lot. I mean, Hmm. I could say it crass for guys, but it's essentially like... For guys, they would just say it's like just being confident in what you've got to do, right? Yeah. But for girls, they talk a ton about intuition. Yeah, no, we do. And identity is so much an intuitive experience.
0: Right, to be true to who you are. Right. All right. Hmm. And a
1: part of why I'm equipped to do this is because I had a really exceptional dad and mom, but my dad did a really good job of making sure he was way more focused on us figuring out who we are than he was on external things. Like I, I don't think my dad ever asked me about a report card unless my mom made him. I, I my dad was never worried about my grades. Hmm. He, he was not somebody who really followed up on the things like I, I, in Mormon culture, you're supposed to get your Eagle Scout. That's how I grew up. He, he never followed up on that. That was not, he, hmm. it wasn't his priority set.
0: Interesting. So instead of like tasks and goals to achieve, he focused on just who you were and, yep. and how did you do that? Like can you think of some examples?
1: Well, and and that's kind well, of I mean a you just
0: shared part. like not asking about your report card, etc., but right. what else? Well, and those are
1: not to-do things, right? So how right. how do you reinforce identity? Right. Yeah. And so for me a big part of it was it was just the fact that it's so much just asking questions. Hmm. And then what do you not stomp on that can be considered bad behavior? One of my favorite questions to ask my clients hmm. is what are things you're bad at, but you love doing? Dancing. Dancing's a great answer. <laughs> Dancing's a great answer. And so it's fun. when you start answering that question, you start to find out where it's like, okay, if you just like make little improvements on that mm-hmm. and just like, even if it's not from a, I want to become a good dancer, it's I want to dance more okay it gives your brain kind of a like yeah this feels like who i am and then it just kind of like starts to throw good things at it right mm-hmm. um i i don't know the chemistry of it i i like to talk about myself so way more in terms of even though i like i said earlier i talk about the baseline science of it mm-hmm. i'm way more of an artist with people okay that's the cool part for me is because people are so unique and diverse and interesting i i get to paint and it's just little brush strokes and you get little windows into who the people are at first right
0: huh okay
1: and so um i actually found a quote this week uh, from a guy named charles bukowski i haven't looked up who he is and what he did but his quote was um an intellectual makes something easy sound hard and difficult (laughs) and an artist makes something that is hard seem simple
0: yeah. Understand. No. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and, and that's
1: what I love doing. Hmm. It's one of those things where it's really hard for me to work with like intellectuals and people who have really big egos and think they're a big deal, because <laughs> it's like you are trying to make things sound more difficult in order to be cooler. And in my opinion, I'm working with like the most complex thing, which is people, and I'm trying to make it simple and easy. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's way cooler. I think that's way more challenging. And it's way more fun, in my opinion. It's just, it's complex. Yeah,
0: I feel like I taught in the MTC um, for volunteers for the church, and we would talk about, like, the prophets and apostles, they know so much and go so deep so that they can explain things as simple as possible. Right. And so it's like, when they can explain things simply, you know they have a deep understanding of it. So that's what we would focus on teaching, like, okay, the deeper you go, the simpler you can present it. Right. Not right. that oh, I o- if I only know a simple amount, then I can teach it simply. That right. tends to crash and burn. Right. So yeah, there's a what quote a in thought. Preach
1: my gospel that <laughs> this is where I started on it was yeah? was I heard the quote and I went oh, that's how I need to teach like the rest of my life. Which yeah, is, it is true intelligence to be able to take a, a subject that in and of itself is great and vast mm-hmm. and make it so simple that a child could understand. It. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> President Packard said that.
0: Yeah. I um, just think of Michael Scott. Explain it to me like I'm five, right? right. <laughs> like I'm two. Well,
1: and, and that's the cool part for me is because I'm so fascinated by people. I can apply it to any relationship and okay. that, children, parents, mm-hmm. and you can see all of the making of it in a child. They they have all of the identity markers and they're starting to discover it and. It's why parenting such a interesting thing for people mm-hmm. is because it's so hard to sort through who and what you are in it. And there's not clear indicators of doing well or doing poorly.
0: Huh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you get me into parenting and, and family relationships, I'll all well, drown on because I love talking about that.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting. I'm reading a book right now called East Winds. Okay. And my mom gave it to me. Her book club read it. And it's about this girl who grew up conservative Mormon – Um, like kind of with the idea of you get married, you become a wife and a mother and that's your identity. Yeah. Um, and then her parents got divorced and she had this rocky upbringing a little bit and like kind of has an aversion to marriage. So the book starts and she's embarking on a year, um, honeymoon with her husband. So she got married and then it kind of flashbacks to different experiences in her life that like shaped her and like also real time arguments or things with her husband traveling the world right and it's interesting like how she just navigates it and discovers like her identity ver- like and pairing your identity with someone else because that's right. where it's like right relationships are so tricky sometimes because you're like okay is this person inspiring me to be my best self right am i helping them be their best self and then when we're together are we truly ourselves are we right. trying to convince each other are we trying to I don't know. I feel like there's sometimes a fine line of of how you act with other people. But how do you feel like you're your true self? Right. I don't know. I feel like for me, it, it kind of is an ongoing like, is that me? I don't know. I haven't been doing this, which felt like me. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, that's it's a really good indicator of if you're happy in a relationship of are you doing things that make you feel yourself? And that doesn't mean chasing after any time you have a feeling, you know, it's like, it's not, it, it's not, uh, am I doing everything I want to do constantly?
0: Right, right. The time and a place for different things too.
1: Right. And it, it's way more, is it just like, is this filling up with more of the things that are who I am? And because it's one of the tricky parts about this. I, I, I've had this conversation with a couple Uh, of my clients recently where I talk about do you believe that there's one person for you that there's a soulmate or do you believe that you could get married and be happy with a lot of people
0: probably the latter yeah
1: yeah I am the opposite I don't I don't believe in the latter I don't believe that there's a bunch of people I'm a soulmate guy
0: okay why
1: one I think it would be pretty offensive uh, for me if i made a lot of sacrifices for marriage. So I, I just view it as like, yeah, it's a little offensive to me to be like, oh, yeah, like I could have made this work with anybody. If my girl is saying that to me at the altar, I'm going to be like, this is offensive. This isn't cool. <laughs> and I think she deserves to have somebody who feels like Ding. This was the only person for me. I don't like...
0: Like this person, my whole world.
1: Well, and a, another reason I believe it so strongly is go look at all of the great poetry. Go look at all of the great art throughout history. It is always talked about in these flowery, like uh, so many of the quotes I love, it'll talk about it in terms of if you were in every lifetime I had to search for you, I would go find you and you'd be the only one I'd ever find. Why does that click with us so hard?
0: yeah. That's why we love chick flicks, that's why we love anything romantic. Well, and, and
1: guys love that stuff too, <laughs> but they love it in a different way. They love, I went out and conquered in a war, so I could go back to my wife that I earned it earned as an aggressive, it's crazy guy. <laughs> I, I mean that as Amazing. sacrifice for her, right? Right, right. And it, it's so innately in us, I it just doesn't make sense to me that it would just be like this, well, you know. I, I like one of the things that always makes me laugh you go to a wedding right and people will be talking about their experience so often it's not typically the guy but it's typically the girl who says this like the
0: bride and groom experience yeah. at a, at their own wedding they'll be
1: talking about and so often the girl goes everyone in my family was telling me to lower my standards and to be more open to dating different kinds of guys and I'm always just sitting there thinking I've heard that at like multiple weddings Really, I'm always yeah. like I can't believe someone would say that as they're talking about the guy that they ended up being with. It's like their whole family was pushing them to settle and then they found him.
0: Interesting.
1: Now, it may not have been they were saying, I'm settling for but this like, guy.
0: They said to, but I didn't and I found him. or I don't know. I else. hope
1: they say hmm. I didn't lower my standards and found him. Huh. That, that's just how I, I view things. I, I, I operate in two ways. Zero effort or 100% effort at the best thing I possibly can.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah.
1: I I can't middle.
0: And do you think people that do middle like aren't maximizing their potential? No. No.
1: No. no. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. I, I think there are roles for everybody. Okay. I bring a ton to the table to people who want to to find. It's one of the things that I really hate about like male leadership, like alpha male stuff, is the fact that it does tend to. Um, Speak poorly of people who don't want to be at the top of everything.
0: hmm Yeah.
1: Because, like, I think about my dad, for an example, who, ironically, in the U.S. military, he kind of did rise to the top in his... Uh, Ranking position. section. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh... But my dad was a seminary teacher all growing up. Never made much money. Never. hmm I mean, yeah, we... I remember when he re- went to Iraq and Afghanistan, while they're deployed, you don't have to pay taxes... And so we were feeling good about money. We went to Kohl's and bought our clothes at Kohl's when he was in Iraq and Afghanistan. We never did that. We would eat out at McDonald's sometimes. Never happened. Never happened for that. And so like, I hate when people talk as though money, acclaim, public credit, things like that. As the indicator for whether whether people are successful and happy or not. And so even oh, though I'm true. so aggressive about how I live my life, I don't think everybody needs to be.
0: Hm, I like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's plenty of room for how everybody prioritizes things. Yeah. There's roles for every individual person. I mean, that's fundamental to my business. I I can't go in and try to make people go, you have to be zero or 100 on everything now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So roles, tell me more about what you mean by that.
1: So everybody kind of has, I, I, we talked a little bit about what I kind of see for mm-hmm. you on this stuff. You're, you're a bubbly, light, happy. You remove burdens from people. When you interact thank with you. people, it's yeah it, I'm sure a lot of people communicate to you where it's just like, I just feel so much happier when you're around because it doesn't feel like everything's weighing so heavy.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no problem. There and that te- there are a lot of girls who have some of that, but there are some who it's more than others, right? Okay. Um, and for guys, there are a lot of different roles too. Like, I mean, like I said, I'm an, a zero or 100 person, and I don't like rules at all. Hmm. The less rules I have, the better I will do. Hmm. Okay. And that's always funny to talk to people about is because as an active member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saint they're always like but there are so many rules in the church and you follow them it's because god's never made me feel like the love's dependent on following the rules
0: yeah that's the rules true. just
1: make sense to me
0: that's um, that's a gift
1: yeah too right <laughs> right <laughs> and but,
0: that, that's how i am too like i've never had too m- much of a desire to be disobedient right Sometimes someone says, don't do that, and I want to do it, but that's human nature. Yeah,
1: yeah I'm very that way. It, it, it's There's a part, I I joke with a lot of people who, I have a lot of friends who aren't Mormon or were Mormon and mm-hmm. don't follow any of the rules. And I talk to them, and I'm always like, I have that same, like the hair on the back of my neck stands up when people try to tell me how to do something or what to do. Without, like, a modicum of respect, first right? It's just, like, I get that you're smart.
0: Well, and, too, sometimes it is just a level of understanding, right? Like, I mean, the way probably both, well, sorry, mm-hmm. the way both of us were raised, you know, we we understand that these, I mean, the rules protect us, but also, like, we're happier if we follow them. Yeah. And I guess people, it's interesting to think about people who've maybe left the church or don't practice it anymore, like, what they've come to understand right. for themselves. Right. And it's, it's hard when your testimony, like my testimony is like, you'll be happier if you just did some of these things or remember, learned a little bit deeper that these things are important to your life. But like, you can't really use that argument with people like that. People have left just because they're in such a different place. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting topic.
1: Right. Well, for girls, it's funny. You mentioned something that's very much one of the things that I work with women on, which is protection is something that is provided and something Hmm. you guys value okay yeah i know there are some guys who value that i'm not one of them (laughs) if somebody tries to tell me you should do this because it'll keep you safe almost a guarantee i will do the opposite Hmm. i uh, that is not my language i was not sent to this earth to prioritize safety i love (laughs) risk (laughs) <laughs> that's why I don't like rules, is because rules are always marketed from uh, these keep Safety. you safe. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The reason I like church rules, which is uh, funny, I, I don't think I've ever actually articulated this. The reason I like church rules is because that's the path to being the best version and the most honest version of yourself.
0: Mm. Yep.
1: Is because if Christ made me, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I better listen to him on who I am. True. Because he made it.
0: That's true. That is very true. Like, and then him and God, you know, pulling together intelligences, if you want to (laughs) get deep into it, but like putting us together, like, like you said, I like that we all have roles and purposes in our life. And I feel like sometimes that, that is hard. Like if you think about being a wife and a mother, like your role as a wife and a mother exists and like raising children, like you said, you could talk about this, like. I want to study and like I watch my sister and she's doing a fabulous job raising her kids but like what happens if they fall down like what do you say to them like oh are you okay or you're okay get up you know like there's such a difference in how you shape your your children and foods you feed them and and if (laughs) they watch you exercise they're more prone to want to exercise and and things like that so it's it's interesting to me to think about like your role in that area but I feel like Some people see being a wife and a mom or, yeah, a wife and a mom. Like in the book, it's like that's your whole life. Right. So how do you – what do you feel like a woman can do as a wife and a mom to like make sure she's staying true to herself?
1: Right. So this is – You have to be really respectful to the unique nature of every individual person on this sort of thing, right? It's one of the reasons why I don't like systems is because as soon as you put in a hard rule for something, somebody's going to be disaffected by it, right? Right. It's going to filter out some of the things that you actually wanted. There's nothing you can do. But when it comes to moms, and I love this conversation, one of the things that if you can have healthy conversations with your partner – if you can talk to them about kind of the ways that you feel the most validated, right? Because mm-hmm. that's one of those things. Kids aren't going to be able to speak the language of your validation.
0: Right. Unless they're, they're really
1: intuitive kids. And, and so a lot of parents become closest to whichever kid is the most intuitive, right? I'm super close with my mom. Sorry. <laughs> because I was really intuitive and I I always spoke her language, right? And I was really good at sacrificing how i needed to be seen so that she could feel that way right
0: Hmm, okay
1: and so kids it's one of the most encouraging parts of having kids even though i don't have any um is the fact that kids are very resilient and Mm -hmm. kids are designed to outgrow their parents right and so and i can get more into that but when it comes to how do you manage the identity being a mom and also outside of a mom, mm-hmm. is you have to figure out what are these things that you bring to the world outside of your kids? In
0: general. Yeah, what do you bring to the world? Okay.
1: Because one, one of the best, most encouraging parts is kids follow examples. They, they don't learn very much from what you say. They're, they're not good at that. But if you do things, they see that. They, they follow that. That's, I mean, my whole career is made off of, I just watched my dad be in human intelligence and then teach. It's, uh, okay. and yeah. my grandpa. My grandpa, his big contribution to the world was anybody who came into his life, they were his favorite version. Like, he loved them. That, that was it. He didn't care if you were a gas station worker. He didn't care if you were his grandson. He loved you. He loved you for who you were. Hmm, okay. And so, that's background in my business love that when it comes to figuring out those things is you you have to piece together what are the moments in your life that you felt the most like oh i impacted things and wow was it awesome
0: mm-hmm. okay
1: yeah like one of my examples i used for my life is i was the basketball manager i don't know if i talked oh, yeah. about that last you did time. in
0: the last episode yeah
1: nobody else got that nobody else understood that it was like oh this fits me and I did it all three years, even though nobody ever walked up and was like, Oh, you're pretty cool for being the manager. I felt so cool for being the manager. I still do. I <laughs> yeah. still do. I yeah. I wish I could brag about it you more. You own it. Yeah. <laughs> and now I kinda do. But um <laughs> you start to find those things because so many people think that it's gotta be career. It's gotta it's gotta be career. And it's like identity comes way more from just who you are when there is no pressure to be anything
0: or when you're in your room by yourself like what do you do do you dance do you read (laughs) right draw sleep
1: (laughs) well and there's there's a quote more church quotes but uh there's a, a talk where he's quoting another talk and it says men can be two things in their free time he's talking about humankind you can be either eagles or hogs and he goes through how eagles and hogs both work very hard during the day to provide for their kids. They, they work hard. In their spare time, eagles soar in the highest heights, and they bathe in the cleanest air. And hogs go to pits, and they grovel in the mud, and they they just are filthy, right? And so much of figuring out what you are is what are you attracted to when you don't have to be working. And it's one of those funny things where I'm, I'm not, like, one of the people who goes, it should always be, like, the highest highs for different people are different things. Like, I love, I love talking about greatness, and I love talking about, like, what cultures lead to that sort of a thing and getting the most out of people right and i love people that's what i do in my spare time that's why i made the business on my spare time yeah yeah it's this is what i love doing what is
0: the highest heights right where where are you soaring in the queen right
1: i am the happiest supporting people who are trying to do great things
0: have you read good to great uh
1: i've i've read some i try not to read too much current why uh current things tend to be cloudy okay hmm Where if you go to the past and the things that have lasted a really long time, they never die for the most part.
0: Like the classic. And
1: and so they can can almost always be applied, right?
0: Yeah, I want to go back and find the oldest record of cold plunging and the oldest record (laughs) of waking up at 5 a.m. I guess you could read a farmer's almanac or something (laughs) and it's getting up at 5 a.m. I was listening to a podcast and it was at the beginning of the episode we were talking about like a flow like right. where are you in your life flow right. and this whole episode gave you like 10 things to get into the flow and his first one was okay you wake up at 5 a.m and go trail running right. so that's where you feel the most alive and lucky for me i can relate to that right. but i'm like oh it's dark at 5 a.m like it's scary i don't want right. to go on the trails alone you know but you can modify it but i love just like for some people like my coworker, it's going to the crossfit gym you know right. every morning and that is her flow and she does it like two times a day and she's ripped and and she'll probably be that way her whole life just because right. that's what she thrives on and right. she doesn't eat anything bad for her like it's impressive that that's her flow so how how can i get into a flow like that like because obviously i want to be fit and healthy so how how can i find i guess trail running i've found one thing that i love that helps me stay fit and sane honestly right but i kind of want to if you have any more thoughts we can plug them in but yeah i kind of want to give our listeners an example of of why they would need to come to you so maybe you have an example of a client that you could share as well as the be- begin. sorry, I'm stuttering, the beginning questions that someone would start right. with to embark right. on the journey.
1: Um, <laughs> once again, I, I always try to be very respectful of the fact that people are super individual. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the reasons are. It's very hard. I love patterns. It's really hard to find patterns all the time in this sort of stuff. So I'll, I'll try to piece through some of the patterns of why Because every person has think. a different pattern. Yeah, well, and and the the needs for identity look so different. And what, what are you trying to, like a lot of the times there are people who go, my relationships aren't going the ways that I want them to.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: That's a good indicator that we've got some identity issues here.
0: Either on self or on the other end? It's almost always self. Okay, yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. (laughs) Because
1: a person who has a good sense of self, high self-esteem, knows who they are, doesn't put themselves in positions to where that gets taken advantage of all the time. Okay. Now, you can still have negative experiences, but the type of person who would go, my relationships aren't going the way that I want them to, wouldn't think of me If it was like everybody else is doing genuine things that I don't blame them for, but like I need to remove myself from this situation, right?
0: Huh, interesting.
1: And so, because that's the funny part about the subconscious is the subconscious pretty much knows. It, It lets you lie and it lets you tell yourself things in order to cope, but it pretty much knows when you're the problem. I haven't ever really had a hard time convincing people when they're the problem. And it's a healthy approach to always just view yourself as the problem because then you're also the solution, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So our subconscious, would you say that's like our innate self? No.
1: I I am not Our subconscious
0: is kind of crazy sometimes. Like our dreams, isn't our subconscious our dreams? The reason I like the term
1: calibration and focus and things like this, right? Yeah, yeah. Is because the subconscious is trying to protect and sort through what you are and it's trying to keep that all safe yeah and it's basically like meters and gauges where it's like okay but you learn from your parents how to manage those and so if you've learned poor management skills from them it gets all out of whack and punishment is a really big thing for this okay when you get punished for this, for stuff, especially young, it really throws your meters out of whack, right?
0: Okay. Hmm.
1: That's one of the reasons why in behavioral studies and behavioral psychology, um, my sister has her degree in behavioral studies. I don't know exactly the terminology for it, but they, they talk so much about positive reinforcement, right? hmm They're big on positive reinforcement and how effective it is, right? They they have just seen all the data seems to show positive reinforcement does way better, and so when for I for
0: dogs and kids
1: for everybody for your spouse for your partner positive employees, reinforcement works
0: employees at absolutely
1: work. Um, at work I'm I'm funny I'm I'm a little I feel like we're losing a little bit of competitiveness at work but that's a whole other conversation
0: because too much positive reinforcement
1: no because the thing is is people think positive reinforcement means we never talk about any of the bad stuff. Okay. P- people think it means we don't strive for anything and we don't hold ourselves to higher standards right yeah just positive do that and, and one of the things I really like to plug into people's lives on this stuff is I, I just view it as neutrality to stuff okay
0: okay yeah
1: so so often people use punishment when what they should do is neutrality because one of the other things they've found in children and adults this always is for the most part true is the fact that, Attention is currency. People always like attention. We're a social animal, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And so it's far more effective with your kid when they do something wrong to not react at all. And that's why it's so hard. It's so hard because your emotions, you care, and all of this. And that's kind of my dad's strength and why he did a good job with us (laughs) Hmm. is because... I could not get a reaction, and if he ever lost his temper or gave us negative reactions that felt like punishments, he would come and apologize, and it was he it was his fault. He was like, it's my job as the dad to not lose my temper, and he would come and apologize, and that felt way worse than any punishment because he felt like he let us down when I was the reason he even lost his temper, right?
0: Interesting. I haven't really thought about this
1: and it, hmm. it's one of the reasons why like in marriage there's a good tandem and, and you want to have people who because that is one thing i don't think it is always stereotypical the guy is less feeling and less emotional i think there are some guys who are more emotional i think there are some girls who are cold killers i love those girls i always get along with those girls they're always like cooper you you make me feel so seen and i'm like i know because you're a badass uh part of my french um but <laughs> <laughs> there, it's why finding the like really unique parts of who you are is so important because then now you can kind of communicate with the people that you're in teamwork with and actually be a cohesive unit and go look this isn't a role that fits me well i'm not good at confrontation can you be the confrontation person i'm excellent at confrontation i tell my friends at the gym don't tell me if somebody like took a weight you were using or didn't clean something up i will tell them I will tell them, and I will be like, this isn't okay. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I love setting boundaries. I love communicating. I love being that person. But there are the people who they don't. That's not their skill set. Yeah. I crave it. Give me as much of it as you want. (laughs) When I worked in commercial real estate, they used to give me the phone anytime somebody was upset because I'd diffuse it. Because that's the thing is people think confrontation is negative. It's like, no, no, defuse the situation. If you're respectful.
0: Neutrality.
1: Yeah. And you go, okay. And, and you make the person feel like we're on a team together. When we're problem solving, if we don't feel like we're on a team together, we've got a big problem. Because that's how I felt with my dad. Whenever there was a problem to be solved, it wasn't, you're a bad kid. I've got to solve this. I'm your dad. It was, hey, what happened here? Let's figure this out. Let's work together. Hmm.
0: Okay. You made a comment that I want to ask you more about. So you said like being seen in a relationship or, like, when you point out that women are bad A's, you know? Like, <laughs> right. when running my ultra, one of my friends running with me pointed out, like, wow, you're such a bad A. And I was like, thank you. Like, right. that felt so good. Right. Like, yeah, I am, right. you know? And so, like, compliments like that, like, yeah. especially in a relationship, I think everyone wants to be seen, right? And, right? and I've been thinking a lot about, like, I don't know, a friend was saying, like, oh, he made a list in his phone of, like, all the little things that I like or love, right. you know, and like if someone doesn't do that, that's not a problem. But I think everyone, Whoops, sorry, <laughs> microphone again. I think everybody craves people to notice those little things about them and to I, like, oh, he gets me. Tell me your thoughts on that and how people can cultivate that.
1: It's one of the hard parts about what I do, right, is because I see that stuff right away. If you. People love to hide that because they want it to be a big deal when it's like something that they When someone like finds them, it. Right? People like, like to be discovered. That's why you're being called a bad A is a big deal is because you like being the really nice, happy person. You also <laughs> like being tough. There's a little bit of... <laughs> no,
0: yeah, a, for sure. And I, I would
1: assume that's probably a little bit of like, I think your dad probably taught you some grittiness. Yeah, oh yeah. And it's really validating when somebody sees the stuff that it's like, I shouldn't have this, but I do, right? Yeah,
0: like when people find out I like to go hunting or right. shooting. Right. Which is is not as uncommon as you'd think. But yeah.
1: But it's and it's funny cuz you would say it's not as uncommon as you think, but like my brain always goes like you should talk about it in terms of how rare it is. That's way cooler. I'm so much, like, and I think this is one of the differences between a lot of men and a lot of women is a lot of women want to make people feel more relatable, more like we go through these things together. Yeah. Okay. Where for me and a lot of the guys I know is they love to be like, you're one of one. No one else is going through the things you're going through. And it helps them to think about themselves hmm. in those terms. Right. Really? That, like, cause ev- almost every girl I talk to, when I talk about the soulmate versus um are there many
0: they think they can they have many? all
1: say it's many all of them and yeah, i'm always there's like, some
0: church quote out there that says you can make it work with anyone if you both love god right cooper yeah. <laughs> i mean that cooper was do we you we have a, quote a to, list to of
1: all of the church quotes that i don't totally agree with and now that i, I will agree one. with like, the concept of when you're dating, you shouldn't view it as I have to find this perfect person and there's only one copy of this. Okay. But as soon as we're committed for real, there's nobody else that exists. Right. I, I'm which cra- I agree. Mean, idealist. I'm crazy. I like the most well, aggressive no, version.
0: Well, no. I it. agree with that. Like, once you're in, you're in. And that, like, in a way you make them your soulmate, which I agree.
1: I'm comfortable with that. Okay. Um, we can agree on that (laughs) and it's it's just one of those things where it's like i way i think guys are way more romantic about that sort of thing than girls are. i think girls are actually way pragmatic about love sometimes Mm -hmm. and that's the hard part for guys
0: i think i agree yeah i
1: i think a lot of guys go i've actually been thinking a lot about this a lot of guys go she didn't realize that i would have loved her as much as i possibly could when one of the things that I've noticed about girls is girls get a lot of, they feel very valued if they're the ones loving more than the guy is. They like to be the one being like, I'm loving the unlovable parts of you. Yeah. And they get a lot of validation yeah. out of it. That's one of the things that's, that's so true. me in relationships is because I'm very good at loving, honestly. I'm not, I... <laughs> If you have the superpower of noticing the things that people nobody else in their life validates, it's very easy to find that in other people and for them to get very attached to you, right?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And so because of that, a lot of these girls I date find pretty quickly that they don't know how to love me with the same depth that I love.
0: Oh, yeah. Now,
1: and I don't even view it as the same depth because I don't think I've loved them with that much depth. I've just cared about them and s- validate them in super unique ways. And it feels like high-depth love. hmm When I-, I don't even know if I know what that looks like for me yet. And that's fine.
0: Right, that's right. Fine. Huh, that's so interesting, though. Yeah, because sometimes if a guy's being overly persistent and, like, really showing all this love and the girl's not there yet, if not more, then it's, like no chance
1: well and they, they or if
0: the, yeah if the guy's quote-unquote hard to get then the girl's like trying even harder to to i don't know i well, don't
1: know it's a, it's
0: a game and sometimes it
1: works and it's one of those things that people when it goes bad it feels so like personal right when it's like in reality so often it's just like the matchup wasn't right he needed to fill a void more or she was a little more closed off and didn't want to love to that depth yet, right? Where it's like people take that so personally when so much of it is subconscious, right? And so much of it is just figuring out. that, that uh, Once again, this is more of why I go. I really think there are times where it's just like a single person.
0: Yeah. And I
1: think we're going to skew more and more towards people believing you can be with anybody because of the divorce rates, when you get so many people getting divorced you don't want to think that there was a soulmate out there and that hmm. and i understand that once again i'm an idealist and so if you're somebody who likes to be in the middle and be safe yeah you're not going to like how i talk about things and that's okay yeah because we both got different roles in society it's fine <laughs> you do you i'll do me we'll all be happier because of it
0: well what you're saying makes sense though like in the terms of a soulmate is that like most people you ask who got married to some degree, it just felt right. Huh. And there's there's that. That's what your subconscious is matching with your conscious, right? It's right. just right.
1: Right. And I'm, I'm very much a big believer on that where it's like... And sometimes that feelings. takes time though too. Right. Right. No, that's... One of the reasons why a lot of guys have a hard time with me is because I'm very good at trusting my instincts on it. And instincts is kind of the dude word for intuition they go instincts feels a little bit better to a guy
0: okay it's yeah. not
1: quite so feely and emotional even though it kind of is <laughs> and uh okay for me i'm very good at trusting my instincts not questioning them not trying to sort through it and then not punishing myself if it goes poorly afterwards right
0: right yeah
1: because that's a big thing that's why punishment can be so hard on kids is because if they've done things that felt like trusting their intuition or instincts and you squash that and say
0: that was wrong
1: I mean, it's it's one of my big beliefs is that that's what leads to so much anxiety. It's because they just they don't have any to do the decision making mechanism inside you. However, it's defined, whatever psychology has told us that it is. I don't get into the weeds of that, but whatever it is, it needs to feel like it can trust without seeing. And without knowing how the outcome is going to go. And so if you get punished every time something goes poorly, when you trusted an instinct or an intuition, you're going to develop a- and it's just going to become hesitation. And that hesitation will just last and last. And
0: Indecision.
1: Last. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Exhibit A. <laughs> Wait, so I'm curious. What if your intuition is quote unquote wrong? Like what if it, did lead you down a path that was... How do you define
1: was... a wrong decision? I
0: know, that was where my next thought was. Is <laughs> that, what is right and wrong, right? But what if, like, your intuition took you down a path that wasn't true to you? Or can it?
1: I, I don't think it can. However, it can feel that way because there can be pain at the end of following your intuition. I mean, if anybody knows that, it's me right now. I mean, I've, I've followed my gut on my business for two years and there's a ton of pain and there's a ton of sorting through this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. There's, it's almost a guarantee.
0: Yeah. Pain is inevitable in, and, in life and growth, right?
1: Growth especially, right? Hmm.
0: So sometimes our intuition takes us to pain because it'll circle back to growth.
1: Well, it, it doesn't even circle back. It is the growth. It is the growth.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: And, now, once again, it's always hard to talk about these certain things because if I, if I talk about it too aggressively, I don't want girls to always go, pain's a good thing because I don't think pain is always a good thing for girls. Girls should prioritize safety. Mm-hmm. Girls should prioritize things like that. Hmm. You know? Why? Because so much of y- your intuition needs to feel safe first. Yeah. Guys' instincts kick in when they don't feel safe. Girls' intuition kicks in when they feel safe. Okay. And so when I work with a female client, the first thing I do is I, no matter how small it is, we find where they feel safe.
0: Oh, right. We talked about this in the last episode. Right. Like in your car where like no one else can really see you or hear you. Right.
1: And you can think of it in terms of physical locations, but it's more like what mental things make you feel the safest.
0: Right. Oh, there's this new brain thing what's it called at upgrade labs it's one of the places and you go into a room and you sit in a chair and you put this like brain net on and it kind of tracks right i feel like alpha something but (laughs) i don't know what it's called but like they help you find like a happy memory where you're hitting these like alpha neurons or something and then in another instance you can remember that memory and it'll take you to that place right so I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you should look it up. I yeah. forgot what it's called, but right. it was super cool. I well, wish I would have done it. But.
1: And that's one of, like, all, I'll encourage clients to go to do, like, uh, one of the, um, what's what are they called? The uh, sensory deprivation tanks, right? The Have you never done one of those? Big in California. Um, <laughs> which means they'll be in Draper soon. Everything that's big in California is in Draper soon. Um, Amazing. But sensory deprivation tank, it's basically just the big tank with water in it and Turn off the lights. You basically, like, feel nothing.
0: Is the water moving? No, Or nope. is like, going and up and high? You hide? literally
1: just float in it. It doesn't move. You just are there with no sensations.
0: You don't have to tread the water? Nope. You're just standing in water?
1: Uh, it's, I, you're laying in it. It's weird how it works. It's <sighs> weird how it works. Interesting. But, it, yeah, no senses. It's very interesting. And it's a good place for your mind to if you're trying to sort through like feeling safe, the other thing that I'll do with clients is I'll be like, all right, go put yourself through a physically exhausting day or experience Mm -hmm. and then try to think about things that are you, or if it's a girl, what makes you feel safe? Right. Or if Mm -hmm. it's a guy, what makes you feel like you're conquering something or what makes you feel like you're pushing and improving and creating something better? You know, right. It's, it's always interesting to to see the different dynamics between how you're supposed to push the individuals on this stuff, right? Yeah. And but yeah, with girls, there there's so there's so much fun things for me in working with girls because it's I feel like I learn so much more from girls because I'm a dude. So I just so much of dudes is it's just like suck it up and go do more. When it's like with girls, it's like all right, let's talk about it. Let's like really figure this out hmm. and define safety. And then all right, after we've defined safety, how do we make that a little bigger? All right, who in the next... Because like you kind of start with, how do I stop you from beating the hell out of yourself over mistakes? Because mm-hmm. yeah. girls beat the heck out of themselves over mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so if I can protect you from you, then we can start to go, okay, are your parents super critical? Mm. Do they know they're being critical? Is it a, a, a snide comment? Is it a, well, I'll keep financially supporting you if you do this? You know, there's a lot of that. (laughs) So then
0: from their boundaries.
1: Well, and you, you just start to expand. And the hard part is, for a lot of people, is the fact that as you start to expand the feelings of safety, you have to trust people who have hurt you. Yeah. Like your parents probably have hurt you and made you feel unsafe. Otherwise, your circle wouldn't be as small. And so you have to start by being honest with them and being like, look, I do things you don't like. And that's always going to be a thing. My parents thought I should have gone to school. I wasn't a perfect kid. I'm sorry, but uh, you have to just keep growing it and letting them imperfectly handle things. Hmm. Because that's the other pernicious part about society right now is there's so much perfectionism too. People don't even feel safe to start taking the the little steps. Hmm. I should just try and fail. Right, and that's identity is failure and. I'm sure at some point you're supposed to get good at it. But if I'm not good at it yet, chances are you've got a while to go.
0: Good at failing? Yeah. Well, not even
1: failing, but like at being myself all the time. It's still not. Hmm. It still never feels like, (laughs) because there's pain associated with it, your brain never stops going pain is bad. So steering into pain is never easy. Mm -hmm. And steering into letting other people be imperfect, that's something that was really hard for me. I'm really good at just cutting you out. I don't need people.
0: Huh. Well, yeah, especially in like a husband-wife relationship. I feel like something I'm working on is is knowing that the other person's imperfect. And like me and my friend went to lunch and we were just talking about relationships. And just like, she's like, two years ago, if I would have known where my life was, like, I would have had no idea we would have been here. And she's like, and I don't know where I'll be in the next one or two years, you know, with right. like an entrepreneurial husband, you know, never know how the business is going to go, investors drop or whatever else, like switching jobs. She's just like, it's just uncertainty. So you find someone that you're willing to accept all their uncertainty.
1: Well, and this is one of the most important things is you have to figure out who they are outside of those circumstances because then you can have certainty.
0: Right. Like they're a hard worker. Therefore, even if they do pivot jobs or whatever, you know, eventually they'll make their way through.
1: Well, and that's one of the things that girls really bring to a relationship that's, Mm. that is really, really hard if you don't have it is it's why when girls get too preoccupied with, is my husband doing, is he keeping me safe? Is he doing all these things? And you're bringing it up. I'm concerned about this. I'm worried about this. It feels like you don't think I can do my job.
0: Oh, yeah. That is, yeah.
1: And so a big part of girls, they have to have faith in their husbands. That's why you marry them, right? And that's why trusting your intuition so good is because if your intuition led you to the guy, it's not uncertainty of him. It's certainty of your own intuition.
0: Of, of sticking in it and working through whatever comes your
1: way. And, and that's way more validating to the other person because it's like she trusts that she made the right decision in picking me. I'm not going to sit around and play video games for two hours today because I need to go out and get more work done.
0: Right. And I think guys biologically have an innate sense of I do want to provide. I do want to take care yeah. of her. I do want to take care of my family and right. work hard and be successful.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, and, and that's so often you have the conversations and – we'll talk about all these things that we believe people have innately. And so that's why my business is important is because there's all this innate stuff there. Mm -hmm. We just got to remove some of the gunk. And it tends to be from your parents and that's okay. So
0: then it's sifting through those things for your parents and setting boundaries from those things. And would you say it's just recognizing that and building off of just acknowledging that?
1: Yeah. And... It depends on your communication skills and it depends on it depends on what you want. Like I've said, I a reason I'm a good person to talk to about this stuff is because you will always get the most aggressive version of the events, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can sort through where you are because I'm so aggressive. It's like, okay, I don't need to go quite that far. I'm a 65% person and Cooper's 100. Like, I don't know if I should say that. There's a person in my life who calls me, specifically to get the most aggressive version so that they can then sort through all right how do i actually feel
0: Hmm. no that sounds helpful
1: (laughs) it's it's it can be very helpful right and so then you get more of a sense of what are the innate things that i know and how do i trust those things Mm -hmm. And, and that's the thing is trust in any relationship especially with yourself is always built very very slowly very little and so it is trusting. hey, I felt like I should turn here, so I turned here. It's doing stuff like that. I do stuff like that all the time. I never know if it works.
0: Well, and in a gospel sense, too, yeah. a lot of that is just paired with the right. spirit in your life guiding you. Right.
1: A religious perspective, 100% is a big part of it. E- even people who aren't, I mean, whether you believe in an organized religion, whether you believe that there is a...
0: Or a higher power.
1: A higher power. Any of these things. Guiding
0: vibrations. Yeah.
1: I like numerology a lot. Numerology is really funny to me because it, there, it would make sense from a rational perspective that numbers would be the language of the universe. But that's a whole other thing, once again. But um, <laughs> there, there's all these things that can help you understand intuition and in like i said in my opinion if there is a god who created us he wants us to steer into those things that make us unique regardless of whether he gets all the credit all the time Hmm. in a perfect way he uh, that's the other part if he made us imperfect he was planning on it
0: yeah so to wrap up today's episode what do you feel like is a an uplifting takeaway for people to to take on for the rest of the week
1: uh it's okay to not have it all sorted out To not know who you are all the time. And uh, I I love talking about moms with you because I I think moms have such a hard time figuring out their own identity at times. And Mm -hmm. it's very hard because, like I said, kids don't validate you. Um, And so my takeaway for them would be not to be scared by the feelings. And not to feel afraid of the fact that it's like, I don't always know exactly who I am. Hmm. It's like, that's okay. That's a precursor to getting to where you want to be
0: and that's probably the same for women becoming wives in a sense too yes i mean you sacrifice some social things and i think that's part of the problem in utah valley people love going on trips with their friends and they love maybe flirting with every guy i don't know not necessarily that but (laughs) i don't know it's hard to like once you're in a committed relationship you sacrifice some of those things and i think it's hard for people to to come to terms with that
1: You, you sacrifice some validation from others because mm. if you're in a that relationship rings true to me yeah, if you're yep. in a relationship
0: I love validation from anybody and,
1: and they they can't figure out communication and how to validate you really personally or to just let you get that validation from others because so that's that's one thing hmm.
0: so, yeah yeah no I, I love that let it be feel the feelings yeah acknowledge you intuition don't have it all figured instincts. out intuition they're and great. instincts
1: and they're lacking a ton right now
0: yeah in leah's episode like a few episodes back she was talking about creativity and she's like wake up in the morning and the first thing you should do is just write write right. whatever comes to your mind and then that kind of will direct your life into what you should be focusing yeah. on because that's your that's intuition an experience yeah leading and guiding i think my takeaway for from today is probably call you and and I'm, <laughs> I'm so still more curious of like going through the journey like where you start and and how you unpack certain things just because It'll help anyone, even if you aren't struggling or even if you are in the middle. I don't know. I think there's just so much to learn about identity. And for me, it's like, okay, am I being my true self in a relationship? And right. and how can I help? I think the more you learn about how to do this for yourself, the more you can help other people yep. feel it for themselves. So right. thank you again, Cooper. And we'll talk to you all next week. Bye.